welcome to Cosmic CEO. I'm your host, Kinsey Madsen, and in this podcast, we're going to talk about everything from marketing to branding to mindset. I am so glad you found your way here. Now, let's get into some juicy content. Hi, guys. Um, happy holidays. <laughs> I had like this really cute plan, and I'm going to tell you about it because chances are it's not going to happen. I was looking for, so I've been making um, meditations for my exponential expansion program that honestly, the the more trainings I create for it, because it's, it's a really big program. It has 30 daily like expansion prompt type situations and then four guided walking meditations. And these are the longest meditations I've ever done. And also the trainings, there's just a lot of different stuff we're talking about. Um, anyways, so when I was creating, I'm creating the, the content like a couple days in advance, but not the full month in advance. I never would have been able to create a program like this with my energy levels right now if I had tried to create it all at once. So I was working on one of the meditations and I came across, I was looking for music. If you're curious, if you want to make your own meditations, I use Envato Elements. So I pay, I want to say I pay like, this is a complete tangent, but just if you are wondering, I pay like $30 a month, I think. And I get, it's not just music. There's all sorts of assets. There's all sorts of like design assets, fonts, and you get unlimited downloads for 30. I want to say it's $30 a month. That feels super duper cheap. It might be $40 or $50 a month. But anyway, it's Envato Elements, E-N-V-A-T-O Elements. I wish I was like organized enough to give you a referral code so I could get affiliate kickback. But if, if you're needing any help there, then there's that resource. But anyways, I was searching for it on like trying to find a good background meditation music for one of my walking meditations. And I found some like a really cute Christmas music. And I was like, how cute would it be? for my podcast to do like a special Christmas episode um and then actually it turns out that December my entire vibe has been doing the least amount of work possible (laughs) while still creating stuff that I'm excited about but it's like I'll have these huge ideas of like oh I want to do a 12 days of Christmas thing or I want to do this or I want to do that and it's like Bitch, nobody wants to work in December. Like, it's, I really feel like, and I hope that we can change this narrative, but I feel like we're all exhausted from going hard all year. And then especially there's like one last sprint on Black Friday, if you did any sort of situation around there. And then December comes and we're exhausted. And so I need to stop making big plans for December. (laughs) I need to just realize that next year. Um, But anyways... I was going to do a Christmas special. I'm not. You can go watch my last year's Christmas special because I actually think it was cute and I forgot I did it. And just pretend that I put Christmas music in the beginning of it because that would have been really freaking cute. (laughs) But I hope you're having an amazing month. I hope you're taking time to take care of you. And the truth is like it. If you're feeling stressed out and you're feeling stressed out about different things like trying to balance family and this and that and whatever like do whatever the hell you want. If you want to work on your business this month, work on your business. If you're feeling motivated and excited, work on your business that you, you get to choose what you want to do. Um, but just make sure it's what you want to do. Don't be showing up and working on your business just because you heard somebody say it was nobody else was marketing. So it was a good month to market or don't just go to family stuff. Cause you feel like you have to go to family stuff. Like literally just do whatever the hell you want. Okay. There's a big permission slip. Um, something though that (laughs) happened, um, 
over this month, I I took a few days off from social media. Literally not even noticeable days off. I was planning on taking more and then I just started to have anxiety and it didn't feel good. And I know it's because I'm codependent. I'm codependent with Instagram. I will say that and not be ashamed of it. I think if you have a business, you are. <laughs> No matter what, unless you have like the most healthy relationship ever with social media, but I feel like a lot of us do. So I was starting to get anxiety and I just was like, I don't really have like the energy to to work through this codependency right now. I had got as much done as I needed to. And I also, this is kind of something that I've been thinking lately. Like, who cares if you spend a lot of time on your phone? Who cares? Like, I was just looking through something the other day and I was scrolling through TikTok and I was like laughing and whatever. And I was like, I'm having fun right now. And I'm not, I'm done feeling guilty for like, oh, you should be out going and doing this. You should be going out and like partying and whatever. It's the holidays. Like, bitch, I don't even really like going to parties. Like, of course I'm going to prioritize doing real life things, but I just felt like there, I was putting such a story around like being codependent on Instagram that I was making everything harder on myself. So I took a few days off. It was literally maybe four days and I didn't take these days off. I just deleted Instagram and then I was working and I got a shit ton of work done and I cannot recommend taking a little break enough, not a shame break. Like you're feeling bad that you're addicted to Instagram, but like you're just going to put it in a different priority slot for a second. Um, because I got so much done. I literally planned, I loosely planned my content probably for two months and it's like really good content. It's not just like laying my pictures out. I have some really good content coming up. So if you're not following me on Kinsey Madsen, make sure you're following me over there. Um, but where was I even going with this? Oh, so then I started doing, I, I still, I'm, I'm taking a step back from like how much of my Instagram I'm actually doing. I'm trying to figure out what I can like have Morgan do my virtual assistant and what I can have Cammy do my in-person assistant and like just figuring out what that balance looks like for me and how to still keep it fun, but not having to spend all day on it to feel like I'm showing up enough and showing up in the way I want to. And so I started like creating my stories ahead of time and I was like, okay, um, I post the same shit. So like, I'm just going to see if I can create this content ahead of time so I don't have to be showing up on stories every single day in this way. So I started working on this backtrack. The content that I had already created, like two months of content and probably four hours, it it didn't take me that long, right? Two months of content, that's like 60 posts, four hours. It didn't take me a long time to do that. Well, then when I started thinking about doing it with my stories, all of a sudden I was hitting all this resistance. And I was, it was like... The rest of my time that I took off, I was thinking about how I was going to be able to plan my stories ahead of time. And I was like, well, I could do this. And I could like, I was just making it so hard. And then I took a step back and I was like, it's not hard for me to show up on stories. It's actually fun. And for some reason, I'd taken a story on in my mind that like, if you still have to show up in your business every day, then it's not a marketable business. And that's bullshit. That's, that's literal bullshit. Um, no story is true. You get to decide what, a, what a real business is. Um, and so I took a step back and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep doing my stories the way that I'm doing them. And I showed up and it was easy. And so all of this to say, I want you to look at like, what are you making harder than it needs to be? And telling yourself that you're like, you're systemizing it or you're, um, making it, you're taking yourself out of your business more or whatever. And then when can you just say, wait, I, this actually isn't that hard. 
This isn't actually that hard for me to do. Now, I'm not saying don't systemize anything because like I said, I planned all those posts ahead of, ahead of time and I feel so good about it. Um, but it's it's the balance. And like you'll be able to tell. You'll be able to tell the stuff that like it will take effort. It's going to take effort to sit down and plan things and add systems. But it's not going to feel like dragging your nails against the wall. Oh, that's not the metaphor I'm looking for. <laughs> It's not going to feel like the sound of chalkboards against, or, oh, good God. It is too late at night, maybe, for me to be recording this, but inspiration hit. And I've been wanting to record this episode for a long time. Anyways, it won't feel good. It won't feel like nails on a chalkboard feel. Because that's the true, that's the true reason that I think, everyone cringes. It's not how they sound. I mean, yeah, it's a gross sound. Oh, I'm like cringing right now thinking about it, but it's the way it feels. Okay. Ooh, we got to like a quantum leap out of this conversation. What are you making harder than it needs to be? Let it be easy. That doesn't mean that it's not going to include effort, but that just means the effort isn't going to feel hard and it's not going to feel like chalky. Okay. That's it. That's not what I wanted to talk about today though. So it actually worked really funny because I was, so I just got a Oculus Quest 2 um, for no reason other than I just was like, winter's hard and I really love the sunshine and this is going to be my last winter in Utah. I'm not going to give, I'm going to try my hardest to keep like everything a secret. My like big things that are happening next year, um, a secret, but it's going to be hard for me. I don't know if it's like, a, I don't know. I don't know if it's a Leo sun thing because my dad's also a Leo and I feel like we are the worst secret keepers in the world, but I'm going to try really hard because I feel like it'll be funner to announce when it's like actually done. But this is my last winter in Utah. But it's still feeling like a cold, dark winter. <laughs> like, even though I'm trying to appreciate it. And it did snow for the first time a couple days ago, which was really fun. Um, but I still definitely have seasonal depression. And, like, all the time depression. And so I've just been trying to figure out those things that make me really happy. Because my business makes me really happy. For real. Like, creating content makes me really happy. Everything that I do in my business makes me happy. And that's kind of, like, what I've talked about. That's the whole, my whole motto of like how you show up in your business is do the things that make you happy and so it brings me a lot of happiness but I've reached this point where like I'm taking myself not out of my business but like I'm not having to do as much of like the showing up work and so I really am working less and I find the times that I'm not working I'm sad because it's like my business was the one not the one thing that sounds super dark but like the main thing that brought me happiness and so I've just been exploring things like I don't remember if I told you guys this last time but I got a ticket or a season's pass to the aquarium and I love it I literally it like I can't tell you how much joy it brings me not in the way that like I'm going and looking at all the things but even just going and sitting I'm I feel so lucky that we have like a really nice aquarium close by um but just going and sitting in front excuse me in front of the shark tank and like just sitting there for a second for 30 minutes and then going and getting dinner. Like it's, it's just the most peaceful, the music. I don't know if it's triggering like an Atlantis past life. I actually do know. Yes. <laughs> That's like what it's doing. Um, but it's just good. Not tr triggering in a good way, not in a bad way. 
good past life memories. So I did that. And then I just was, I kept feeling called to like, uh, getting a virtual reality situation because I also think it's, it's such a good metaphor for like the game we're playing right now. Right. So anyways, I got one for me and I got one for Morgan for Christmas and I, it has like given me a will to live. I don't mean that in a dark way, but like, it's super fun. (laughs) It's like, it's like my thing besides my business. That's like motivating me to like show up and get better. And even though I'm not a super huge, like video game person, maybe I am. I guess I'm just not like a, uh, I love video games and I love playing them and I feel no like annoyance about them. I know a lot of people like have stories around what they are and, they're bad or whatever. I don't, I don't agree with that, but I'm not like a active, I have like a switch and I don't even know where it is. Um, but anyways, I am loving it. And the game that I like literally can't stop playing. I like <laughs> I tell myself, okay, do this and then go play a couple rounds of it. I'm, I'm obsessed with it. It's so fun. It's called Beat Saber. And it's like, uh, you have, for those of you guys who know video games, if any of my demographic does, I actually feel like you do. I feel like cool girls play video games now. Anyways, you ha- you're probably cringy, but you have um, lightsabers and it's a song and you like slice the, the, the blocks to the direction of the song and it's super fun and I was playing it for a while and then I was trying this new song that was like really hard I was trying it on this like hard level and I kept failing like in like the first four notes I would fail and so I just wanted to see what the whole song was like and like what the combinations were and so I turned there's this option that's a no failure option so you can't fail out of the level and so I turned that on and I was going through and I was so bored it's like I literally lost my will to play it because there was there was no possibility of failure. And so, of course, like the little bitch I am, I was like, that's such a good metaphor for business. Because the truth is, when there's no possibility of failure, you, the, the, and I don't want to say this in a way of like, uh, I don't know. It feels like this could come off in the wrong way, but I'm just telling you my experience. Like this was my actual experience. When there's not a possibility for failure, the motivation to show up and try your hardest isn't there. And I'm not saying this in a hustle till you're dead type way, right? I'm saying this just in a way of like, you don't try your best. If there isn't this, like this, this, uh, level of failure not that you're running from but that you just know is a possibility right because the truth is when I was playing those other games if I kept failing I would like sit back and be like okay like I gotta get my head in the game something's off right and that's that exact same thing that happens with business if you're if you're hitting failure after failure it doesn't mean anything about you it's not like when I failed at this game I was like, oh, I'm such a fucking piece of shit. Like, no. I just was like, oh, shoot. Like, I, I maybe I'm not ready for this level yet. Or I need to take a break and, like, go do something else and then come back with my mind realigned. <laughs> it sounds so stupid, I know, to talk about it with this video game. Um, but that that is exactly what I was thinking as I was going through that. And I just was like, this is so boring without the the possibility of failure. I was like ding 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 like whole life 
motto situation downloading <laughs> because that's the truth and it's like we're so afraid of failure and I don't think anybody can say they're like not afraid of failure at all especially when you start doing things that you love that's when I notice like my fear of failure comes up more is when I'm working on a project I'm really excited about I'm so afraid of it failing because it's something that like I really want to work right but same thing as if you were playing just some stupid video game. If you failed, you're not like, I'm never going to get this level, right? You're not like, this is never happening for me. Maybe you are. Maybe if you're not a video game person, use a different analogy. But I feel like I like the, the analogy of video games because it's like, that's what we're playing. And whether or not you believe in that from like a matrix level of like, this is what the universe is. Or if you just believe it in business... In business, you're playing a game. You're trying to win the game of making money in your business. And it doesn't have to be in a big philosophical way. It's like, I just like to compare it to that. But it's like, if you lost a video game, you don't go, I'm never going to, I'm never going to win this. You're just like, okay, I'm going to try again, right? There's like very little drama in it. Um, because you just know you can get better. You know what's something you can get better at. And I don't know where the disconnect is when we're doing stuff in our business. And I actually think a lot of it might come from talk about, like manifesting things and so we're forgetting that as we're manifesting and creating your reality whatever you're also building resiliency within yourself and so it's not like this shit just fell out of the sky into your lap and if it doesn't fall into the sky out of the sky into your lap you're not gonna get it you're building resiliency you're learning how to co-create with the universe you're learning how to reach the next level you're learning how to market yourself you're learning your dream customer like all of that stuff the more you do it the easier it's going to be and probably the less you will fail depending on how you like to go through things i don't actually know if that's true i don't know if i believe the less you will fail i actually think you'll maybe fail more <laughs> But I think that's how I, that's how I like to play this video game, right? But then on the contrary to all of this, okay, take everything I just said, Morgan, my sister, she also loves Beat Saber and she only likes to play it with the no failure option on. And that's fine. That's literally fine. But you have to get clear with yourself. How do you like to experience reality? If we bring in human design into it, um, Morgan is, she has a line two in her profile, which means they're just kind of naturally good at things. And all the people in my life who have line twos in their profile, um, they just kind, they actually don't fail that much. And I think that's part of like the, the incarnation they signed up for. And that's what they like versus I have a line three, I'm a three, five. And so failure is like inevitable. <laughs> And to be honest, I'm so happy if I had to like wear that um, badge of like, I, I'm naturally good at stuff. I don't feel as much. That sounds super hard to me versus people with twos in their profile that might feel better for them. I don't know. I, again, not getting too much into human design, but I feel like in my podcast, I kind of want to just start talking about it a little bit more because it, it, I think let's see, I use it so much in my thought process when I'm going through like kind of my little thoughts about how things are working. And so I feel like it's out of integrity for me not to share little things, but that's all I'll say there. Line threes, we're probably going to want to play a video game where failure is an option because it helps us step up and face these experiences head on. 
So all of that to say, what I wanted to talk about with this podcast episode, it's actually something, well, let me be completely honest with you about it. It's not something I'm sad about. I, there is parts that I'm sad about it, um, but it, it's actually the biggest, like, it feels like I've shifted into alignment. So if you've been listening to my podcast or following along, you know that I launched a retreat that I... I still think it is like the best situation ever. I don't want to say I was excited about it, but maybe that is the truth. I'm not going to like tiptoe around things in this episode, but I launched my retreat. I had been going back and forth all year and it had never felt like the right time. And I would be like, I'm not doing one. I don't know if I'm ever doing one again. Um, and then there just became a day where I was like so excited and everything slipped into place and it was the perfect next align decision. And I have never in my business felt more sure about anything, anything. I launched my retreat and immediately after launching it, I was like, whoa, this is like a weird feeling, not a weird feeling. It definitely wasn't unfamiliar. But it was something that I wasn't expecting to feel right after I launched my retreat. And it was just kind of this feeling of like, this isn't it. This like isn't the next step. Well, anyways, I thought it was just good old fashioned resistance coming up and just my next level feeling challenged to step into it. And so I did all the things. I'm not joking you when I say all the things. I was embodying the version who was having the retreat. I was... um. I was looking at all the resistance I had around it. Like I was like, okay, well maybe it's just because I'm stressed out about this thing or this thing. And so I just kept planning out more details. Like I kept being like, well maybe I'm stressed about where we're going to eat. And so then I would have Morgan pull the list of all the restaurants and we like (laughs) planned this bitch to the T. And then I was like, oh, maybe it's, it's the price that feels uncomfortable. And so I looked and made sure that everything made sense. And I was providing like 10 times the value that we were selling it for. And that wasn't really it. And then I started waking up in the morning and I just would hear like the retreat isn't happening in January. And I was like, Hmm, this is super interesting. I mean, literally all of the signs after the moment that I launched it were saying, don't do it anymore. And so I felt, I really did feel really bad about the people who had signed up. That, that was my biggest like sadness and heartbreak over the thing is energetically I feel so connected to those of you guys who signed up and who are going to come to this thing and expand and that was the thing that kept me from like announcing this for so long and don't worry like I've talked to all the people everybody's been refunded um but that was the thing that I was kind of like holding out for and then I just remembered like I have to practice what I preach If it's not in the most alignment for me, it's not going to be in the alignment for everybody else. Um, And also, I want to show people that you don't, your business isn't a prison that you have to show up once you say you do something. Like, I, it's, it's honestly, it was like the biggest relief once I realized this, that like, oh, I just don't want to do it because I realized if I wouldn't have launched this thing and done all of the things, all of the work around it, I would still be wasting energy in my mind going, should I do a retreat now or should I wait? Or should I do one now or should I wait? Like it was literally the biggest thing I've probably thought about along with a couple other things that maybe I'll talk about in later podcast episodes that I'm working on that I do feel totally aligned with. But 
I wouldn't have known if this was the right step if I wouldn't have done the thing. And it was a really big like lesson in the fact that I was existing in a reality where I was so afraid to fail at something that I was wasting all my energy wondering when the right time to post it was, excuse me, or the right time to host it or the right uh, agenda or this or that or whatever. Sometimes you just got to try the thing and see how it feels because you truly can't know with a lot of things how it's going to feel until you start taking action on them. And so I knew I made that decision that I I was going to postpone it kind of indefinitely. I honestly am not even sure now at this moment when an extra treat will happen. Because at first I was like, just because I was feeling so bad about the people who were coming and who were excited to work on their business. Um, I was feeling so bad about them. So I started trying to think of like, okay, well, do we postpone it to here? And just nothing was making sense. Nothing was working. And so... I just postponed it indefinitely. I have no idea when that's going to feel right next. It might end up being next month. I may never host a retreat again. But now I have the sh- like the the confidence, the certainty that I don't want to do one right now. And the only way I knew that is through experiencing this quote unquote failure. And it's even awkward for me to like say that because it doesn't feel like that. And that's what I want you to understand is like when you experience a quote unquote failure in your business, it's not going to feel like it's not going to feel as dramatic as you think it's going to feel. It's going to feel like messing up on a video game and like sitting and being like, okay, let's try a different thing. And that's what I really want you to like get if you get anything from this experience from seeing it from an outside perspective is like. It doesn't have to be a dramatic, scary thing. Unless, of course, you want it to be a dramatic, scary thing. (laughs) Maybe you get off on, like, the drama of it all and, like, feeling sorry for yourself. But I don't. I, like, honestly, when people ask me what's my favorite failure, I can never remember. Even though I know that I have had so many failures the past year that, like, I can't even, like, narrow it down to one. I've just... Stuff not deciding I was going to do something and then being like, "Ah, I don't actually want to do it anymore. I mean, the amount of times I've launched something and then had to give people refunds because I decided it wasn't meant for me, like whether it was a timing thing or just wanting to do it, I can't count how many times I've done that in my career. The amount of times I signed on a design client. And I mean, shit, I've been doing that. Even this year, I took on somebody because it was a really cool project. And I was like, yeah, that sounds so cool because I do like doing design work. But I don't, actually. (laughs) But, like, I've done that this year. At the beginning of the year, I had to refund, like, a really big amount for a big project. Because I was just like, this isn't what I'm supposed to do. But the thing is, I had to experience that to realize that that's not what I wanted to do. And I truly believe the people that are making the biggest steps in their life are the people who aren't afraid of failure because they're blazing through so many experiences, seeing what they like seeing what they don't like. I mean, think of it like maybe when you were like a little kid and you thought about the type of person you wanted to date or the type of person you wanted to marry, right? Like the things you would talk about with your friends of what was important to you. We didn't know actually what was important to us because we hadn't experienced it. And I could say as a little kid, oh, I want somebody who is a blah, blah, blah. But until I experienced that energy and realized, oh, I don't like that at all. 
I don't like that energy at all. I, I couldn't know. I couldn't know that that wasn't for me. And so a lot of you guys with your business, it's like you're trying to create the perfect husband as a four-year-old and which it's, is it sad or is it cute that we think about getting married at four years old? I don't know. Could be cute. Could be sad. Anyways, the fact that you're trying to create your perfect boyfriend at four years old is the same thing as trying to create your business without taking any action. There, there's no girth behind that. There's no power pushing that ball down the hill. Maybe you'll be able to make a little snowball, but like when you're backing up your efforts with experiences and confidence in those experiences, that snowball can go fucking racing down the hill. It can take out a whole village because it has so much power, right? So all of this to say the retreat is indefinitely postponed. Like I said, I'm not sad about it because it was such an obvious like decision for me. Um, it was a full body no, honestly, as soon as I launched it. The moment before I launched it, it was a full body yes. I've never had such an obvious like change of heart um, immediately with something. And so that's why it kind of took me a second. Normally, I'm like very quick acting with like doing this and doing that. And also because I had people signed up who I knew were really excited about it, that also made it harder. Um, but I've never had that contrast, but I truly think it's because I needed to like feel the lesson behind it of sometimes you just have to try the thing. And even say you're doing something, you're like, I don't really know if this is aligned for me, but I'm going to keep trying, keep trying, keep trying because Trying that new thing that you're not sure if it's meant for you, you'll be able to tell when you start trying. You'll be able to tell when you start doing it. And this is something actually that I've been feeling a lot lately. I'm trying not to make this episode super long because I feel like it could go on for hours. There's uh, Lacey Phillips. She's a manifestation teacher. I feel like she's gaining a lot of popularity right now. Um, she's, I mean, she's always been really popular, but I've talked about her here. Her work really helped me, but there's, there's something in there that she talks about. And I'm not, I mean... I'm not talking bad about any sort of method or whatever, but, uh, and I've heard other manifestation teachers talk about the same type of thing. And it's like, okay, your, um, desires need to be authentic to you. And if they're not authentic to you, you're not going to manifest them. And I think that's like the biggest cop out as a manifestation teacher to say that. Cause that feels like it's just like giving people permission when they're going after something and not getting it to be like, Oh, I guess it's just not authentic for me. I guess I don't want that thing. It's like, No, that's so stupid. You get to decide whatever the hell you want. There's not, you don't like sign before you're born. You don't write this like bucket list of life. (laughs) That's like not how it works. You're, you, I, I think you, no, I actually don't. I was going to say, I think maybe you have like intentions for what you want to experience, but I don't think you do. I literally, what I picture before coming down to earth is I'm sitting there building my video game character and I'm like, okay, I'm going to make this girl resilient. She's not going to care about failing. She's not going to care what people thinks. Um, she's going to like all these different things, but I'm giving myself that character so I can do whatever the hell I want and I cre- can create whatever the hell I want. And so what I hate about like the the gospel of manifestation that you sometimes hear is like, if your desire isn't right, it might be because it's not authentic to you and that's why you're not manifesting it. No, you can create whatever you want. And what happens is through creating it, you can figure out what you really want. So literally, and this is kind of like, uh, 
I don't know if I should even say this, and I may have said this this on my podcast before, but my last boyfriend, literally probably a couple months before I started dating him, I was talking about, like, I thought prisoners were so hot. And I know that's jacked up to say, okay? I know. But I just was saying that, like, I thought they were. And I was, I'm also, like, super passionate. One of my biggest, like, um, just, like, what's the word? Not passion. One of the biggest things I believe in is prison reform. Like, I think our prison system is so fucked up and, like, I hate it. I can't even watch, like, documentaries on it. It, Like, because I I start to feel really helpless and I don't know what to do. But I fucking hate it. So, anyways, I was saying I wanted to volunteer to prison. And, but then I was like, I feel like I would fall in love with all the prisoners. I'm, I should be embarrassed to tell this story. Okay. Don't cancel me. I know a lot of it is jacked up to say. Okay. Um, anyways, I was like, prisoners are so hot. They just like have like this unapologeticness about them. Literally a month later, I started dating somebody who now is probably going to be in prison for life. And like, the the thing is, now I know I'm definitely not into prisoners. It was like the uh, craziest experience of my life. But I manifested that experience and maybe it wasn't an authentic desire, but I actually think it was an authentic desire. And experiencing it helped me realize I actually didn't want the thing. And so you don't have to have this like list of perfect things that you actually know you want. You won't know that you want it until you can experience it and say, yeah, I like this. Or no, I actually don't want this. That's how you figure it out. Same with running a business. Maybe you've had this idea of this was the business you were meant to start and you started doing it and you were like, I really don't think this is it. I don't think this is what I meant to do or I don't think this is how I meant to market it or I mean, I've bought in so many courses with the intention of learning somebody's trick of their funnel or whatever. And I bought the course just to realize I actually don't want to do that. (laughs) That actually doesn't feel good to me, right? And so don't be afraid to experience things that might end up not being exactly what you want them to be. That's how you figure out exactly what you do want to be. That's exactly how you figure out what you want to experience. This is why I think travel is like one of the most important things ever because experiencing these different lifestyles, these different cultures, different people, even within like the the US, if you're from here, um, even that, because I'm still, I'm like inching out into international travel, but I'm still a little bit scared. I know, I know it's an experience that I know is going to be incredible. I've been to Africa, I've been to Morocco and Amsterdam for like a day and I've been to Mexico a lot, but not a lot, twice. (laughs) I'm contemplating it to a person who goes to Mexico a lot, I guess. Anyways, even traveling within your country, seeing the way that different like people act in different areas of the country, you just get to experience like, oh, I like this energy or I don't like this energy. And it's not that there's any right or wrong. It's just you're figuring out what feels good to you. And so it's the same with literally every single thing. There's no such thing as failure, but also there is and it's fucking exciting. Like it's really exciting. There, there is a possibility of failure tomorrow and the next day and the day after that. But like, that's the exciting part that's like the adrenaline rushing part right is the fact that maybe it won't work and maybe you'll have to figure something out but like that doesn't have to mean that it's stressful or hard or means anything about you 
You get to choose what you want. You get to choose what you want to experience. And you don't need to waste your energy trying to make the quote unquote right decision. Just start experiencing it. See if it feels good. Come into the situation knowing that what's best for you is best for everybody else. Because that was the other big lesson that I had to learn is like, I couldn't force myself to do this thing or my energy just wouldn't be right for the attendees. And I wouldn't want them to invest a lot and for me to be coming into something that didn't feel aligned for me. And so what's best for you is best for everyone. And as long as you're super authentic and open, and maybe there's people here who are like cursing me that are like, F you. (laughs) I wish you hadn't canceled the retreat, right? So I don't know. You can't guarantee that people... The, that your audience is going to think what's best for you is best for them. You can't, you can't control that. But just knowing that, that what feels good for you to show up in that way is going to serve your audience the most, it's going to serve your family the most, that is so freeing. Okay, I love you a lot. I don't know if I'll talk to you again before the year is over. Um, right now, well, not right now soon the doors for anti-school design school are opening this has been a program that i have been like so passionate about this time around maybe i'm just kind of increasing the level of passion in my life in general (laughs) but i i've run into so many people who have had such cool stories of what they've done with anti-school design school it's my i love this course because It's so interesting the different directions people take it in. I've had people take like, take what they've learned, started a t-shirt line, and then started a full-on boutique from it. I've had people take what they learned, quit their day job, and do design full-time freelance. I've had entrepreneurs who have a designer in-house take it to learn how to make last minute changes so that they're not you know left stranded if their designers out of town or whatever like it's so versatile the tool of design it's it's like I said I still take on random design projects because it's so fun to me it's it's one of the most versatile tools I truly think you will use in this age being able to communicate your ideas in a way that stands out and looks professional and Just makes your brand look trustworthy, whether you're wanting to be a designer full-time or whether you're just wanting to learn how to design for your own entrepreneurial tasks. Um, This is the course for you. I really have simplified it down. What's going to happen is the truth is you could YouTube videos trying to figure out how to do it. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but I've simplified it into what you actually need to know to start doing commercial design. So this is going to be a lot about layout, a lot about typography, a lot about creating quotes, um, different. I mean, we have eight different projects that we go into, but it's like stickers, business cards, quote designs, planners. It's stuff that like you'll be using in your business. I'm not going to sit there and teach you how to like, I need to think of some of my stupid projects I had in class. Like, I remember one time we had to, like, draw a really realistic apple using Illustrator. And it's like, I have never in my entire, like, 11 years, 12 years of design experience had to create a realistic apple. So it's like, you're just not having to jump through those stupid hoops. We're going to get you to be able to start doing design in a marketable way in whatever way you're needing it. So hit the link in my bio for more information about that and yeah have a great rest of your year I might do it I might do an episode before I talk to you again but I'm also kind of trying to take 
the year off a little bit. I just wanted to get this out there um, when inspiration struck. So, you know what? Inspiration might strike again before <laughs> before the year is over. But I'm kind of I'm setting a personal boundary that it won't. Okay, I love you. Goodbye. <laughs>